Hey, everybody. Welcome back to a brand new Ike Live show. I hope you're having a wonderful Sunday. I know we are. Uh, it's been a little fun catching up there, Pete. Uh, but I'm excited right now to switch gears, and we've got a great guest in studio. Can't wait to talk to him. Bailey, uh, I was joking in the beginning, we're going to start from the beginning. We're going to start at birth. But um, <laughs> we are, we are going to dig in a little bit, and uh, I, I'm stoked that you're here. So here's the thing. I want to throw Brian right under the bus right now. What? Here it goes. Dude, Brian loves you. What's and stop the it? reason Brian does, <laughs> and I, I just want to tell you, you this, is Brian Ty gets to hang around. I'm, no, this is a compliment. Brian <laughs> gets to hang around a lot of fishing people, and Brian really sees a hustle in you. Brian. And I see it in you. I really do. And so because of that, I want to give Brian a round of applause for bringing in a good guest tonight for a change. Thank, thanks for, <laughs> for a change. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Brian, thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nah, about half his guests, uh, the guest idea are good ones. This is they're all good, good guests. Yeah. Come nah, on. I'm just messing around. I'm just messing around. First things first, Bailey, you're still a young guy, but how did you get it? How did you get into the whole thing? How did you get into this? Because here's the exciting thing, and I I, I do want to mention this too before I even let Bailey talk. Yeah, I, I had an idea. Yeah, hit me. What do you got? I say we start this out with a oh. Okay. Salute to ba Bailey's accomplishment today. Yeah, that was a hell of a win today. Yes, Bailey, this is good. And by the way, and I really want to drink this. Uh, <laughs> we're not we we're not working with Tin Cup. We still love Tin Cup. We're oh, not yeah, working yeah. with it currently, but this is a brand new whiskey that we just tried. This is it's not a sponsorship or nothing, but it's Sex Panther. Sex Panther. Sex Panther. <laughs> so cheers. cheers, cheers to a great cheers. win, Bailey. Congratulations, yeah. Bailey. Cheers, guys. Well done. Okay. Oh. Um, oh, oh, that's good. The last sandy. thing I want to say real quick, and, and honestly, this is me looking from afar, and I really want to get in this with you, is there are so many young people, young adults, that want to get into the fishing industry. And there's different ways to get into it, right? There's this big, I think, misconception that the only way to get into it is, you know, you got to be a fish head and try to fish for the elites and jump right in. And But there's this whole other side of the sport of fishing and the, I think you're doing an excellent the, the job. Bigger, the bigger side, really. The bigger side. The bigger, bigger. side. Yeah. yeah. So I, let me jump back. How'd you get into? How'd you get into the whole thing? Yeah. So when I went to to college, I got my degree uh, in sport management, thinking I wanted to get into college athletics, and quickly learned that that is not what I wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, and the only two passions I had beyond sports was uh, fishing. So gotcha. Um, kind of got lucked into a gig uh, up at my hometown. Uh, working for a local rod company, and like, as soon as COVID happened, literally three months into the gig, they let everybody go. Kind of was on my own, and with COVID, there wasn't any, no one was hiring. So, right, kind of started my own little freelance social media gig, try to do something that was like from home where I could just go and fish, make content, yeah, all that jazz, and uh, not really realizing at at the time, but started somewhat creating a portfolio, yeah, for myself and having the masters in a, in a sport business realm i started applying to some industry jobs yeah and uh uh really lucked into the the current job i have now at uh gunpowder it's gunpowder. a yep. pr agency yep. for pure fishing great agency johnson Gun outdoors yep. we work with gunpowder a lot yep. that's right yep. and uh they took a chance on me i had no pr background whatsoever yeah. but uh, i think they saw the fishing background they needed somebody to fill that space and uh just being, you know, willing to learn some stuff, yeah. you know, about PR, just kind of molded pretty well. And yeah, we've been fire on all cylinders since. That's for about awesome. A year and a half now. That's awesome. I'm a big believer that you know it's like 
you know, th there's opportunities that come up, and, y you know, it's like, I don't want to call it, like, luck, but, like, things happen at the right time, mm. and it's interesting, you know, that that happened for you that way. But the other tie-in is, I don't know if she's probably not watching anymore since I called her out, but my daughter just graduated with a degree in sports marketing from from LSU, so a little okay. bit of a tie-in. So you had a sports management degree. Yeah. So a little, little bit of a tie-in there. That's kind of cool. Yeah, if I knew that degree existed, I probably would have taken the money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, so that that's really cool. So working for Gunpowder, you're getting to see a lot of the backside of of right. the sport, which is which <laughs> is really cool. The, he, he's seeing the backside of the, the sport. The back. The, <laughs> the uh, that wasn't the right word. I see you, Pete. Maybe that's true. What <laughs> am I trying to say? I didn't mean the ass of the sport. I meant I meant the non-tournament side. Yeah, that's right. And that that's where behind I behind the scenes. Behind the scenes, yeah. right? That's where I was trying to get to. Like mm. so many of people that watch and listen to the show are your age, right? They're you know eighteen to twenty-five, twenty-six years old. And they just think it's pro fishing. I got to fish. Right. I got to fish. But, dude, this world is is big. Pete's right. Yeah. It's big, as big or bigger yeah, than just the, the tournament made, side. Yeah. So for somebody watching, they're just like, oh, he works for Gunpowder. Yeah, yeah, PR company, advertising company. Okay. What do you do? Describe what you do for Gunpowder. Yeah, it's you – know, you, you could kind of go on because PR, I think, uh, outside of fishing is, is relatively – formal but i think pr in the fishing industry you're kind of wearing a lot of hats yeah um at least with with us at gunpowder it's uh it's a it's a fun place to work because every day is pretty unique yeah you're always doing something different you know pending which client and uh um basically what it is it, it's really you know any sort of coverage you see from a, uh, a media outlet or active big activation yeah. or anything from like the funny berkeley april fool's day stuff you see like yeah. that all stems from uh, us at Gunpowder, the PR agency, we're kind of just the ideation behind it, you know, setting things in motion, getting things like getting it done for yeah. basically these brands. Yeah. Um, and also the, 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 my favorite part of the, the job is to basically create these media junkets where we get our pros, our client, our brand teams yeah. with, uh, with media yeah. and get to go travel these cool places and show off, you know, new product and yeah. teach people and, you know, Get to hang out with Mr. Pete Glusick yeah. at Sturgeon Bay. Yeah, yeah that yeah, was that was super cool. That's, that's they work together. Yeah, there. those right. those events are super fun. And I I I want to I want to put you on the spot, and I do want to give you a little shout out. So, what you're describing, Pete's been doing this. His honestly, like uh, when I was coming up, when I was young, you, Pete was like my mentor because he was ahead of me. But Pete's been putting together like those junkets before. I even knew what the hell they were. Yeah. Like <laughs> Pete was putting them together himself, but that is important, right? Like media events and stuff like that, because that's what helps get the word out and disseminate the information. You're getting writers. Talk a little bit about that. It's key. Well, back when I was doing it, uh, when when you know, I'm trying to figure this out, man. I'm some kid from Jersey, yeah, trying to break into pro fishing. Yeah, because you didn't have a degree in PR or sports management. Your, your degree was you engineering. Were engineering. You know, so I'm trying to figure all this stuff out. Yeah. And, um, we didn't have social media. Right. So that's how it went down is you learn to develop the relationships with the writers and put the writers together with the, the pros to create, you know, to create these stories that everybody reads, that everybody read in Bassmaster magazine and all the other the publications, that's that's how that's how it went down. Yeah. So, let, so real quick, let me jump in and for all our listeners and viewers, uh, print media 
is newspapers and magazines. <laughs> Remember? Like we used to get a magazine <laughs> in the mail every month. Oh, my gosh. It just brings back. Oh, you like know what a magazine is. <laughs> I had a subscription to Bassmaster okay, and Fisherman see, in North America. Yeah, but you're, yeah. how old are you, Paul? 27. Yeah, so Paul's at all. Yeah, he, he remembers. Yeah. Now, Jake, Jake, wait, look at oh this. Oh, my Lord. Oh, look at this. Look at that. Oh, my gosh. Is that a young Pete Glusick on there? youngster. Whoa. Oh, my God. Look at this. This is a 1994, 94. New Jersey Bass Federation reel to reel. I see some iconic New Jersey anglers on here. Might, might be a Schneiderite mixed in there. I see a Randy. Uh, what's Randy's last name? Randy. Uh, uh, Randy. I know who you're talking about. Macaluso. Macaluso. Randy Macaluso. Good get, man. I see some a classic iconic anglers. But for all our youngins watching and listening, especially if you're watching, this is print. It's actually, <laughs> you can touch it. It smells like paper. Yeah. Smell that. It smells, yeah. like old, it smells like old paper. It's like musty. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so back but that's, then. That's, back how, that's how we used to work for the companies that we represented is we'd work with the outdoor writers. Yeah. And we'd, we'd say, hey, these are the baits that I'm using to be successful. Yeah. And, and you, you, you talk about the intricacies of how you're using it, and they would write about it. And the the bait companies would get the exposure and you would too that's how you that's how you did work for your sponsors yeah you know back then and uh but but um that's how that's the only way like unless you won a tournament right that's the only way that you would get right. exposure for your your company right. you were working with yeah uh social media has changed that a lot and the media the press media junket it, and I learned this Actually, working with Bailey this year, like, uh, I, f I thought it was a thing of the past with social media. Yeah. And I attended that that one. You know, we were working with Humminbird on that event. Humminbird, yeah. And um, Bailey did an amazing job coordinating the whole thing. It was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Sure. yeah. <laughs> and, yes. uh, but, uh, but I, you know, I saw, I see now that, oh, my gosh, like, it's, it's, it's the same but better. Right. Just as viable as it was back then. Even more so because yeah. now now you do get still get the stories. You still get that long-term exposure, but you also get the real-time social media exposure that it's happening and it's going on yeah, at the time. Is. So you're you're actually you know, you're actually able to do a lot more yeah. now with these events than uh, than we could do back then. Yeah. So yeah, but so cha cha changing world, changed world from when you did it. But yeah, yeah, the this supposed to be about Bailey. What are you doing, Pete? Yeah, the same, the same concept though. Right? Yeah, the the same concept. Yeah. And the point is putting putting the right people together right. to represent products. And yeah, you know. Yeah, well it was a great event. It's a great event. It's cool. I I want to. Uh, Bailey, how, uh, Pete mentioned it, but how important, you know, again, we've got a lot of people watching that are like Jones and like, this is what I want to do, whether it's on the fishing side or this side. Oh, yeah. How important is that social media digital content perspective now in the sport? Uh, it's Paramount, right? It's like yeah, the deal. It's ever growing. Yeah. I mean, there, there's very, I, th I would say, minimal in, in this fishing industry or outdoor industry per se, uh, very minimal, I guess, imperative print magazines or print outlets right per se. uh digital's growing every day yeah uh, print's going away digital's growing because right. like i mean you gotta think about it with with print you know they're waiting once a month to get something in whereas digital you know, you know on your phone it's at your fingertips where yeah it's a lot more information that you can f you can see way more often yeah. so it's it's one of those things you gotta it's it's 
it's easy to to reach, but you also have to be more strategic with it. With that being said, right. because now there's there's so much information. It's like out an there. overload. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It's very saturated. So yeah. you gotta have to really kind of put an emphasis on what your your plan is. Right. You know, especially for you know brands like Pure Fishing at Berkeley Abu. Yep. All those that you know hold high stake in the industry. You, you can't just do everything just to do it. You gotta you gotta yeah. do it and do it right. Yeah. Is there one thing? Um, you know, is there something that stands out, and not just for Hummingbird, but for all the companies? Is there one thing that stands out that they're looking for? Like, I know diversity is probably a big one, right? Uh, gender diversity, race yep. diversity is probably a big one in sport. Is there something else An that old, really— old, old wooden ship. Old wooden ship. Is there something that stands out that all these companies are saying, we need this right now? Is there one, one or two things that, you know— because like, I think that's changed, right? You got you got to be adaptive, you know, as time goes on, right? But is there something that the companies are saying, this is what we need, this is what we want right now? A yeah. ferry, right? A ferry. <laughs> Bass fishing needs a ferry. We do need a ferry. Yeah. Yeah. Paul. So, <laughs> Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the opportunity might be there. He's I mean, a ferry would be cool. A fishing ferry would be cool. I mean, I got to start out with a kayak, man. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Yeah, One we gotta day. get. How do we get Paul to Hobie? Huh. I, I got know. two in the truck. If I'm uh, yeah, <laughs> Morgan, if you're Lifetime watching right fishing. now, we gotta get we gotta get Paul and a Hobie here. Okay, is there something that stands out? Yeah, I think beyond the two you mentioned, I mean that's across, I think across the board, regardless of industry. But I think the biggest conversation and uh, in, in, in terms of hierarchy of importance for these companies is conservation. Conservation, yeah. Because I don't think yeah. there's there's several companies that are doing it really well, like AFCO for one is, is doing a great, great job. Great job, at it, great job. Where yeah. these bigger companies have that have such high stake need to, you know, you know, state their voice yeah. on this conservation deal because they're the ones that have the biggest share of the voice. Right. So the more emphasis that they can place on that, the one, the better it's going to be for the industry. Yeah. And better it's going to look for them. Yeah. And again, that's going back to to public relations. So yeah. That's, yeah. That's kind of the deal for that, but it's conservation's a big one because. We're seeing it in our sport, you know, with technology growing so fast, and everyone wants to do something that's yeah. that's big and, you know, cool and yeah. it stands out. Yeah. But at the same point in time, you got to remember, you know, we're only here because of fish, and the fish ain't here. Right. We're not here. Yeah. That's that's a that's a excellent. Th that's point. a line you got to walk there, you know, because you got to think about the resources. And I think Bailey's right. There's not there's not every company is thinking about that. You know. Well, there's a few that really stand out, like Yamaha. Yamaha, mm -hmm. uh, Right Waters is a great program. AFCO, yeah, AFCO's and, got a great and program. And after it. I think, I think anglers have always been about the conservation of natural resources. Yeah. And we've, we've been a voice for that. And you've gone and done some stuff. I've been in Washington, D.C. It was really right. cool a few times. Yeah. Ish. Very cool. Ish yes. has done some stuff. Yes. Uh, and, and I think the anglers as, as a whole, and, and I think it's important. And, I, and it's, it's all, to me, it's like, We've done a great job as a, as a sport. Like, we're seeing weights that we've never seen before. That's mm -hmm. true. Like, we're breaking weight records. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We're doing some really good stuff in that arena, I yeah. think. As a whole, as an industry, I think we're doing good. Yeah. I wish Dave was here right now when you said that. Because if Pete would have said that, if Dave was here, he, Pete, you know, 
David would be like, ah, it's bullshit. I can't catch a fish. Any I can't catch a fish. Anywhere around yeah. me. There's no fish left. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, was, no, I, was, no, I can't catch a fish. And then he would have somehow converted that to global warming. Yeah. And global warming's a yeah, joke. Yeah, yeah. And then that would have went to the moon is not real. The moon is a mega structure. And then that would have converted to the freaking thing that splits the atoms and the freaking fallen angels. Hold on. And no, wait, wait, hold on. Yeah. Some of it's true. Okay, some of it's true. Some of it's not. But now the truth is, is in the middle. I, I, Brian, just careful what Brian, you make fun of. Brian, I agree with <laughs> Brian. you 100%. Oh, geez. I agree with you 100%, but it's some a, of it is a little... my full maiden name you just uh, addressed no, me with. I don't I know, know that I've ever heard but him s- say your name. But some of it goes a little too far. Like, the megastructure moon thing is, is strange to me. A thousand percent. Okay. The moon is the moon, right? The moon, Paul. Right. Paul, is the moon real or is I the mean, moon a megastructure? I mean, it affects the tides, doesn't it? So it does, but go. is it man-made? Is is the megastructure man-made, and that affects the tides? Who the heck called the moon the megastructure? Dave! And how's this about Bailey? Well, I don't know. How did we get <laughs> on this? The next now. media junket is going to be on the big crater on the moon. That's right. Oh, God. There's good smallmouth. They can build a Death Star. They can build that. Yeah. Speaking of good smallmouth. Dave said that? Yeah. Oh, God. All right. Speaking of big smallmouth, this is this is actually a great segue. Um, buffalo, you're Com- living in Buffalo, right? By the way, now, Mike, right? great place. Yes. Whenever you're ready to comment, the board's been okay. Fire we'll, tonight. All right, hold on. I will catch up with the board in one second. I do want to know, you live in Buffalo, yeah. dude? That mecca. It's, oh, it's amazing there. So I got a good friend, Jeff Hippert, does a little uh, P9. That's good Jeffrey. buddy of mine. Yeah, Jeff. We love Jeff. Yeah. I've we've known Jeff for 20 years plus, well, at least. Uh, but. What a fishery that is. What oh a yeah. great place to live. Like, uh, me and Paul are sitting here struggling to catch a damn bass in Grind, South Jersey. Grinding for two-pound yeah. largemouth. Yeah. And you guys have oh, – it's, it's amazing. You want to talk about that area? I mean, it's a sleeper. Dude, I mean, you talk about Jeff. Jeff and I have had some some banner days on, <laughs> on Lake Erie, especially when you when you get into this season. Like, we're in October now. Yeah. This, is, this is primo. Yeah. You go out there, and it's like it's like the, it's the easy time because everyone's in the woods and – there's three boats on the whole right. dang dang right. lake, and uh, the fish are you know they're realizing days are getting shorter and yeah. temps are getting colder, so they're starting to put on their their fall bag. Yeah, and uh, the 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 place is awesome because I mean really there's not much to do in Buffalo besides in this time of year it's either it's bills, beer, and bass. Right, That's pretty much it. That's right. all you got to do. That's okay. Uh, so what we do. <laughs> I like those yeah. three things. What about boobs? Yeah, yeah. boobs. Boobs could be in there if you're single. <laughs> you're four if you're a single guy. You can throw well, those. I mean, right. they're all bees. They yeah. rhyme. Yeah, but it's it's awesome. I mean, you you pick your you pick your right days to go on the lake, obviously, because this you know when you get your high winds right. in the fall, yeah. you do have the notorious. you do have the river though, right? Wi- oh, is that windproof riv- or is that not windproof? You can be out there just about any day. You just don't want to be out there in an east wind, just because it's east wind. Okay, against the same current. thing as like St. Lawrence, where it's stack, it's, it's, stack it's hard yeah. to fit. It's challenging to fish on yeah. east wind. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but beyond that, I mean, this time of year is dumb. My yeah. my, my best friend. Uh, Andrew Full is a, a new guide to to Erie, and we go out on a lake with with Jeff or the river this time of year. I mean, you basically if you have a hook, yeah. you're gonna you're gonna. It's pretty. It's wow. it's unbelievable. Like I think back to when we used to go for tournaments there, and it was pretty special. You know, why haven't they been back to Buffalo, Pete? A major tournament, right? When's the last time, Bailey? Do you know a big I'm like a, a big national tournament? I'm talking about like I'm not talking about like BFL or I'm talking about like national tournament. Do you know? When's the last time they've been there? Isn't that it's been a while. Uh, the, who's the Japanese guy from Jersey? Uh, oh, oh, uh, uh, Koda. 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 Koda, yeah, Koda Kiriyama. Yeah, was like, he ran 70 miles and was drop-shotting and 
for suspended fish. Yeah, like 60 or 70. No, I thought it was even deeper. Yeah, yeah. it was like it was 70 like, or 80 yeah, for six, water. Yeah, 60 yeah, or 70, yeah. yeah. I, also, I also remember uh, fishing a tournament there where they let us go, and there was like four to six footers, and the wind built. And we had to come in through the harbor through 12-foot waves. <laughs> Legit through the the crack in the seawall. The crack in the seawall. <laughs> we had to we, we had to figure out how to negotiate a bass boat because when the wind blows out of southwest, it's three hundred oh, miles of fetch down the pipe. Yeah. It's like they get huge, yeah. and and you had to try to figure that part. So maybe that scares the them danger away. aspect. You it, think? Uh, maybe you don't think it has nothing to do with the money? Well, yeah. I maybe Buffalo doesn't want us back. Okay, that's a great question. I don't I know. I, I would love. I think to go wins back. a big factor. It, it would be. Factor, yeah. It would put it on them. I think the the anglers in Buffalo are probably glad it's not right. in Buffalo because they're like, Secret. We'll keep us, yeah, we'll yeah. Just keep it to ourselves. Yeah, dude. I the first day I ever put my boat on the water, I caught a hundred bass in Buffalo. Yeah, I never fished there a day in my life. Yeah, it's unbelievable. That's how yeah. like I didn't even know where to go. I just Did put the trolling motor down, and you're starting to catch three to four pounders. It was know? incredible. I had I had I I want to say we were there twice. Is that right for for the elites? Was it twice? I fished twice I there in national tournaments, and I had. Two good events, but I remember the bass event that I fished there. Paul, you're going to love this one. So Trip, Trip Weldon was the tournament director at the time for bass, and Gulp had just come out like the mm. year before, and it was unbelievable. And we were really starting to figure out what, you know, what scent really did to smallmouth and all that whole thing. It was, Dude, it was brand new. It was cutting edge. It was in the beginning of it all, you know. And I remember, you know, we were – First time we were like threading baits instead of nose hooking them, and I remember I was threading a uh, a goby gulp goby whatever their goby shape was. I was threading it instead of nose hooking. It was all this stuff going on. It was super cool, but gulp had a product called a chum bucket that was uh, built for that. salt water, yeah. and it was basically it was a physical bucket, and in the bucket was a mesh bag that had byproduct leftovers of the gulp. When they would pour it and sh shoot it because, you know, they would – it's like, you know, regular injection molding, but it was gulp. And they'd come up with these little stubs and little pieces or, ah, this, this one didn't come out good, so they'd discard it. And they'd put it in a bag and sell it. And I called Tripp and I said, is there any rules about chumming? And he was like, I don't know. What are you, what are you, what are you talking about? And I'm like, well, we got this gulp bag. I want to – he's like, let me call you back. And he literally had to look line by line. Oh, and call me back and said, no, as long as it's not live bait, you can use it. Yeah. And in that tournament, had a really good tournament. I made the cut because I remember having a camera guy on my boat the last day. Every time I would stop from my drift, so I was throwing out a drift sock on one side. This is pre-power pole yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, deal. I'd throw a drift sock out to one side, and I'd throw a chum bag out the other. And I chummed in that tournament. It was the only tournament I ever fished in my life where I used chumming to help. And I think it helped. It was well, creating a slick as I was going down this break yeah. line. You know? That's it's crazy. crazy. That's I chumped. Nuts. Yep. <laughs> That's insane. That's Is that awesome. cheating, Pete? Uh, apparently not. Not lead weights, right? It's just yeah. chum. It's not real chum. It's not real chum. It's like fake real chum. crawfish. It's Berkeley chum. That's another thing <laughs> that people are doing. They're putting their crawfish in their bait pile or their brush piles. Oh, I know. Yeah. That's is that is that chumming? Mm. Uh, Who knows? 
I don't know. Who knows? But but Bailey, it Buffalo is the great one of it the greatest is. fisheries on the it's planet. Amazing. You're lucky right. to be able to live there. Yeah, very very lucky. Uh, let's get caught up. If you're watching, I know we've got comments, Jake. Let's catch up here. We've probably got, probably got a million there. Sort through some of them. Give us some good ones. What do you got coming through? All right, let's start with uh, Bailey beating people in their own boat. <laughs> so we heard beaned people or beat people beating them oh okay uh dylan larry said bailey came down to lake ufala and whooped me on my home lake uh buck stronghold said bailey whooped me in my own boat this year he's a stick <laughs> and uh anthony geist added bailey's more than a stick he looks like a log in that chair he's corn fed <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great <laughs> that deserves a prize yeah. Ge geist geist rules yeah. With the comments. That's, that's, a awesome. that's a prize right there, I think. Yeah. yeah. Guys, send your info <laughs> to somebody. Fed. Somebody. Guys, send your info in. You're going to win something. We'll find here. You can win this old newspaper right here. <laughs> <laughs> Smells like mold. And it's pretty cool. And Paul cool. also reminds guys of uh, Weekend at Bernie's. Oh, okay. Paul, Paul, move, blink, please. There he is. Hold on, let me. Can I puppeteer Paul real quick? Hold on, ready? I think Paul was getting a little pissed, honestly. No, this Paul? Yeah, because Becky and Estella came in and stole his air. I know they did. He looked fuming over there. I would be pissed. Furious. Especially I'd be pissed at the ten-year-old. That little nah. Now, 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 if she beat me at fishing, then maybe I would be a little. She's got some skills. I know. I know Vegas could whoop me any day. I don't know, man. Both, both of them got something going on over there. It's crazy. They were cool comments. Um, there was more. There's more. Oh, what do you got, Jake? You got more coming through? You, you want to say that? Yeah. You what? You want to say that? <laughs> well, yeah. You want to read it? I don't know. You can put you. the questionable ones through. Don't we don't care. Don't be scared. Hey, hey, all right. All right. All right. All right. Fire at will. It doesn't matter. All right. We'll go, we'll go nice first. Right. Bailey should be sponsored by the Beard Club. Uh, he could use some facial hair on there. He's slicker than Astro Gel. <laughs> <laughs> Who was that? That was uh, also Geis. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> and... Uh, Paul, tonight is a great representation of Ike's 2022 bass events. <laughs> thanks, thanks. Okay, so for the future tonight, I'm no, just going I to call out. I caught a few bass. Uh -huh. I caught a few. It wasn't okay, a total Okay, so, so I get it. I'm sitting here, and I'm not saying enough. I'm not trying to interrupt you because right. you don't let me get I a word no, edging-wise. Paul, Paul, I, I, I think I Mike should be madder than you right now. <laughs> I know. I'm not mad at all. I, I get it. Okay, I'm going to talk more. Okay. Yeah. 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 And here's the thing. You're good, I, bud. I actually caught fish. I just didn't catch a lot of the right Yeah, they fish were like that, though. Right. So, you know, at least they were fish. They were MLF fish. Oh, yeah. I wanted to be right in that circuit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. okay. <laughs> the it's circuit okay. that just got canceled? The, the whole Yeah, the whole circuit got canceled. Yeah. What? Yeah. Well, they made it the Invitational for, like, the next year. What do you mean? The, the pro circuit? Yeah. They, they, they merged now the Bass Pro Tour and the the the... The yeah the Toyotas the, yeah the pro no. they took the pro circuit made it the Invitationals took a lot of money out of it and uh, made a lot of cuts now it's 150 guys and you're only fishing to make the pro tour and that's it so it's it's a qualifying series but there's guys that are coming out of the Toyotas that are can have a better chance making more money and right they basically just took the took the Invitationals and <laughs> put it over there yeah a lot of big changes over there oh yeah there are some I can't say I know yeah. you know yeah I don't it's know complicated. I Bailey? That's a whole other show, maybe. Bailey, get <laughs> You got to know about all this. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's it's interesting. I, I get with their, I get both sides. I get where they're coming from, but I think they lost a big opportunity changing the pro circuit with the bass qual, like the 
yeah. the elite qualifiers. Yeah. I think there was going to be a lot of people that were going to run over to try to right. make pro circuit. Right. But now that they changed that, I think they lost out on that. Right. Right. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's tough, man. I mean, it's tough with, with a lot of circuits, right? Because yeah. everybody's vying for the same pie. You know, you've got Bass. You've got MLF. You've got the uh, – NK – NJ NKOTB POBR <laughs> NPFL NPFL a uh, lot of lot of circuits vying for the same money so you know a lot of stuff yeah there's a lot of controversy like bass to you know be fair we're talking like yeah. the moving to nine tournaments to qualify for the elites yeah mixed that's emotions that's a lot of people have mixed emotions I I, 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 still I don't have mixed myself. emotions about it I don't like it. you hate it no I think it's I think it's uh, you hate it because because it hurt. I, I think it takes a lot of the college graduates out of the picture. It takes a Kay. lot of the, the 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 people that are. It's a it's a very it's a heavy heavy financial burden. Right, and to have to fish all nine nine weeks three. off from work, nine weeks of entry fees, nine yeah. weeks of expenses on the road. Right, it's a it's a massive sponsorship uh, thing that you have to get in place to be able to even consider that. Or have the you know the revenue uh, in your family, I guess, mm. to be able to take yeah. on yeah, something trust like fund. that. Yeah, yeah. So, you, so you're taking a lot of people that that are that have a dream, right? And uh, I don't I don't like that that dream is not available to them, you know, uh, for this next year. So mm. yeah, you know, I I, I, I can see that. I you can know, see I, that. I, I see Bass's point, right? They want to they want to build or qualify a well-rounded person for the elites. Uh, that that point is a good point. It's a good yeah. point, but um, at, the, at the being a you know killing the dreams, I man. I don't like it. Yeah, I can tell you this. I've fished the opens every year for about I want to say it has to be close to twenty five years. Twenty five years straight, I've fished the opens almost every really? year. Oh yeah, no kidding. Oh yeah, and that's how you know that's how tough it is. Like yeah. fishing the opens for that long. I've won two. You've won how many? Two. Two. It's tough, yeah. right? It's, yeah. not, it's not easy. Uh, but I've always fished them all because they were the Northern Opens. And, and, you know, I think there was one year where they changed it and it wasn't the Northern Opens and they weren't up here and I didn't fish them. And this year, they're not the Northern Opens. It's Division Three. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. Which that's confusing. It's so boring. Well, it's boring. The, the name's boring. The boring as hell. Ho it's hopefully, it's just like for the time being until they like get creative and. But well, one, two, three. Well, the name's boring. It's horrible. That, that's <laughs> a that's a whole another topic. The name is yeah. boring. But Might I just be temporary. But I hate that they've dismissed the this part of the uh, our part of the world, the 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 northern part of the world. I I hate that. I really, really. Well, I, that. I, I, I gotta say though, I, I'm looking at fishing the opens because I wanna, you know, I, I love the opportunity to make the classic, and it's just a, it's an awesome opportunity, and uh, just sniffing at the Chesapeake, and I, uh, I can't yeah. believe I didn't get that, but um, I love that part of it, so I'm gonna continue to participate. I love, I'm, and I'm starting to warm up to it because like the Watts Bar one is is way out of the region for me junk but i love tennessee junk i and i'm like we got we have kerr reservoir in the spring which is just amazing i can't wait to do that it's kind of cool i've never been there in the spring yeah and i've been there for a decade or more we're going to thousand islands which is cool it's always going to be awesome 
And Watts Bar is a sleeper. I remember when we filmed uh, with Wesley Strader down at Chickamauga uh, for Bash U, he was, he was like talking about Watts Bar as nobody's fishing Watts Bar. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's because Chickamauga's getting all the pressure. Chickamauga's getting all the pressure. Watts Bar is fire. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, as I think about this, I'm, I'm starting to get pumped about, all right, well, for a divisional guy like me that's still going to fish three, you know, I'll travel yeah. for one. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm, I'm in. Yeah. You know? All right. Now, I want this is a great segue, Brian. I want to change topics. Brian told me not to even bring this up. I did? He's mad at me for even saying this, okay. but I wanted to say it. Um, clearly, clearly, through the, I uh, see your notes. the, the uh, <laughs> IMs that came through, but I also want to – I will read some of these notes here real quick. Uh, seven wins this year, That's five right. club wins, four on a kayak, one on a boat. Big win at the Hobie BOS down in Eufaula. And then, uh, of course, the win today. Seven wins this year. Yeah. I would say this. Unreal. And Brian told me not to say this, but I want to say it. Bailey? You're very successful doing what you're doing now on the business side. <laughs> why aren't you? Why the fuck aren't you tournament fishing? Don't don't fall for it. No, <laughs> don't, listen, don't listen. Don't listen. No, to no I gotta ask because I, I, you know, like seriously, like I'm a great judge. Pete, Pete will back me up on this. I'm a great <laughs> judge of looking at somebody, literally just watching you from afar and looking at your performances, and saying that guy can fish professionally. He sh he should be. He could be at the top of the – honestly, you could be right there. Why aren't you fishing professionally? So this is one uh, I've been going back and forth about, but I, I really gained a common st – uh, a solid stance on this uh, was I love to compete. I've always been competitive. I've always been an athlete my entire yeah. life, and yep. I have that drive that's never going to leave. Yeah. Um, and – also working in this business side, having friends that fish at the professional level, having spent a lot of time with them, traveling with them for pre-practice, seeing what the daily grind is. Yeah. Um, it's one where it's like I see the grind that you guys do, and I have a mass respect for that. Yeah. But at the same point in time, I don't think I want to do that. Like I want to be able to go down the endeavor, put the time into what I want to do, fish where I want to fish. Yeah. And I have to do that, whereas like with – OBBOS, I can go pick five tournaments out of their full schedule, Cherry choose pick. which ones I want to fish, yeah. yeah, go, you know, fulfill my competitive drive, yeah, have a chance at making a championship style event, yeah, which is big money, yeah, to fulfill that, you know, again that competitive right. standpoint, but also not have to be traveling all time of year and be in more control of your own destiny. That's right, yeah, and, and have that job that's steady, that's right. secure. Right. Like a paycheck. Paycheck. Not not freaking putting 40, 50, <laughs> 60 grand on your credit card. That's right. Right. That's security. Yeah. It's 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 one where I think I found a happy balance between making sure I have a good home life, fulfilling my personal passion. Yeah. But also making sure the bank account stays. Fresh. Wow. Hats off to you. Yeah. I'll actually, take my yeah. hat off. I don't <laughs> think I've ever done that. In the show before. Uh that's what I told you about right there. I know. That's that's it's wise beyond his yeah. years. Pete, that's very refreshing to hear that because I, I think a lot of um, – I think there's a lot of people that have Bailey's talent. I think there are a lot of young people that have that talent. But I think a lot of people are disillusioned that happiness 
has to be tied to tournament fit to top tier tournament fishing and what i heard right there is the opposite when i like that i applaud that i think that's great because i honestly at this stage of my life yeah. i don't know that i felt like that when i was 24 but at this stage of my life i can relate to exactly what you're saying you know what i mean yeah. i can relate to exactly what you're saying i honestly was very very happy when covid was around uh not because of covid but but i was getting the fish you know the year that I fished the Opens, the Northern Opens, and a few kayak tournaments, yeah. and I was competitively happy. My my competitive thirst was quenched, right. but I was more in control of my own destiny, and I was still doing stuff with, uh, you know, filming digital content and this and that to stay relevant, make a living, and not having to fish the grind. And that's refreshing yeah. that you said that. And I I hope that you know there. I hope that people are listening and watching and get that and understand that you I, know? I i want to say like when i started the my goal was not that was uh plumbing i was active I w plumbing in the house plumbing that, yeah, that, that was the goal that, back I, then I, I, see i had that back then and i gave it up oh, okay you know because i I, the I was right like i want to <laughs> i've been i'm in this cubicle i'm working my butt off trying to you know do these projects and uh on, on, on a topic that i'm I'm somewhat interested in, but I'm I'm totally passionate about fishing. Love right. that's what I spent all my money on. That's what I did on the weekends, and I felt like if I can make a living doing what I love, then I'm gifted. You right. know, I'm I'm very fortunate, and that's that's the that's what I went about because you could do what you're doing in a lot of different industries, that's you right. know. But to be able to do it in something you love in the, in the fishing industry, yeah. in the fishing yeah. industry yeah. is is a big deal. Yeah. yeah. And that that's the you make a good point. So like in, in this industry for folks my age or younger you know, high schoolers, college kids that are, are growing up and they want to surround themselves with fishing. The, it seems like today all you think about is fishing professionally. And I think that's the biggest gap and weakness in the fishing industry is not knowing the source or how to get a job in the fishing industry, not just from a, a a tournament fishing standpoint, but getting involved with these brands, whether it's a uh, you know what I'm doing at a PR agency or yeah. working for Pure Fishing or a, a, a separate company, the information's not really there. Right. How to get involved? It's a lot of just who you know, right? And, and that's I think is a big gap. Yeah. And we don't really yeah. have the foundation for people to be prepared or like Berkeley find <laughs> a find a way yeah. into that. Yeah, I mean, if we're crying out loud, pa Paul's name is Powerbait Paul. Ber Berkeley, <laughs> where the hell's the sponsorship at? Berkeley, for, for Berkeley, Paul. Berkeley's, Berkeley's missing out. Even, they don't even follow me back. They on don't Instagram. even follow you back they on Instagram. I mean, back? what is this world know, coming to? Right? Good night. What is this world coming to? Paul, Paul the guy, man. the guy, the guy on your left. That's yeah, the guy, that's we'll, guy you we'll, know. yeah, Paul. We'll make sure you talk to Bailey yeah. before the show's over. We'll <laughs> hey, okay. Hey, listen. I can't do anything. I'm just, I'm just a peon. You know. Wawa Hoagie Lady suggested that Paul wear a sombrero. Sombrero. With. Yes, on the next show with okay. chips around the rim. Heck yeah! And then the dip in the middle. Oh yeah, that could be a I, Halloween I a, idea for Paul. Paul, I got a, a I got a similar hat to that. I don't know about the uh, whole sombrero part, but I got a similar uh, summer hat I wear. Similar, oh. similar shape. You're wearing. You're bringing chips next week. Okay, <laughs> right. I'll right. bring the chips. I got, I do have you just two. wear the hat. Uh, yeah, you go. What do you got, Jake? I, I got, got one. Oh, yeah. Bailey, what's your uh, lunch when you're in the kayak? Is it straight spinach or spinach with bread? Mike likes Becky sandwiches. I don't know how you yeah, feel about special. that. <laughs> They're spinach? special, though. <laughs> yeah, like what What do you got? Spinach? Spinach, spinach. sandwiches? Is that Paul that commented that? This was uh, well, or, uh, Anthony Geis asking. 
Oh, Anthony. Yeah, he's, he's still asking. <laughs> <laughs> he's winning a lot of shit tonight, yeah. man. Geis wins the board. Geis wins everything. Yeah. Geis and Hoagie Jeez, lady. the Louise. Finish. Those two are taking it away. Paul, did you? Uh, I mean, you're we never got you're the iconic. <laughs> I know. I just skipped over that. <laughs> <laughs> to me, you're the iconic, true fisherman, right? You're you're you know like there's the pros, there's the guy that fishes once a year, and then there's you. You're the in the trenches. You're the guy that's actually doing it every day. You're fishing out of your car. I mean, that's you're mm-hmm. the true fisherman. Did you ever consider at all up to this point, like for fishing professionally? Did that ever run through your mind whatsoever? Mike, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, tournament professional fishing, of course, I would love to do it. Financially, I know no way in heck I would be able to do it. Right. But there is definitely a desire for me to get somehow involved in the fishing industry as a career. That's cool. You know I mean, I yeah. work. I work I work as a QA department in a fact in a food production factory. Yep. I it's a steady pay, but I really want to get into the fishing department. I just don't know how to go about it. Gotcha. But it seems like the right guy to talk right. to. So you know. aspire to get into Somehow. sort of what Bally side, yeah. rather than the tournament yeah. side. Yeah. Because until I have a good financial foothold, yeah. then maybe I can use that to step into the fishing career, fishing tournaments right. department. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah this you'll, is, you, you'll never have a good financial foothold in, in the fishing industry. Right. Well, on that note, so now, stay out now of here's, here's where the thanks. money's at. Right. Thanks. But here was the other one. I want, now I want to put, I want to throw Brian under the bus on this one. And this is a good, uh, man, I like, look, I love that screen right now, Brian. That's a good one. Oh no, there it goes. It's back. Sure else. Is it being glitchy? I don't know. The camera keeps cutting out. Carry on. I don't so I want to throw you under the bus on this one. Oh me? Which is yeah, real quick, okay. and then we're going to keep going. Which is, and I'm, I'll be honest. So um, Bailey, I don't, I don't know if you knew this, but I joined a fishing club. We we had a fishing club here locally, or you know, right up the road when we were young. And there were two or three guys in that club, Brian included. Brian's one of them that had what you know, like what I see in you and what I see in a lot of these guys. I'm like, I look at them like. Holy shit! This freaking dude's good. He can make it professionally. Brian, you had that. No, honestly, I'm I'm not I'm not just saying that. You had that. You have that ability. No, maybe. But, but back then, wh- what what kept you from fishing professionally? Because you did have it. Oh well, you did have it. The inability to sell like you sell, because that's a big part of it. Okay. Yeah, uh, I finished second every year in everything, <laughs> <laughs> and that was only going to continue to the next level. So I wasn't winning. I was finishing second, <laughs> which was my first that's sign. A good, that's, that's a, a second. It's not bad. Yeah, but it wasn't. It wasn't closing the door. At least you're consistent. Consistency is consistently second. Angler of the year, our club classic, every year. Yeah, that was that was kind of the writing on the wall. Right. Yeah. But but so I, I can't beat you. Yeah. When we go to, hey, you Mike, know. yeah, that, that explains it. Why me? I fished my first tournament with this joker. And what place did we get? Second. second place. Of course you did. Joker. Second place. And this is what I'm saying. No respect. That's, <laughs> right. and that's the third thing. No respect. <laughs> the third thing was no respect. That Take was the kid uh, out. Yeah. Put, put him on a nice day. I could call Nate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, but, you it, know, yeah, I, I was gonna but change, we lost the guys that pre so. yeah. I was going to change topics because we haven't really talked about Bailey winning this freaking tournament. I know. Well, that's a great – it is a great segue point. I uh, mean, I, we, I, he blew my hair back when he told me how many fish he caught in this event. Okay. Yeah. That I, I, I do you need should to, never be able to catch that many fish right. in that lake. And, and we do need to know about that because I, I, I know there's a handful of our live viewers tonight are – 
competitors that fish today. They're guys that fished, and they're scratching their head because they fish there every week, and they had one bite or two bites or caught one, and, you know, it was a struggle today. It was I not easy. <laughs> Brian, you know. No, I know. So, Bailey, I do want to know, and you had limited practice. Talk a little bit about the tournament today because, first of all, most guys had one or two bites today. How many bites oh. did you have? And this isn't rubbing it in. This is just reality. How many, how many bites did you have? 30. 30 bites. Unreal. How many Unreal. fish did you land out of 30 bites? Probably around 25. Okay, so 25 fish. All keepers or? Yeah. Okay, so all 25 right. keepers today on the day when a vast majority of the field had struggled. How many did you practice for weeks or months or days? or What, what was your practice period for this uh, tournament? Yesterday, I practiced for three, three and a half hours. Three and a half hours. Yeah. So on a body of water you've never been before. Yeah. yeah uh, so, so explain that. to you yeah. got to explain that that's to everyone. Impossible. That's impossible. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm thinking <laughs> about it. I'm like, but but, but I, think, I think I know where this is going. But, but talk about that. Yeah. So I, I didn't do any research. And I was actually, I was, uh, I was joking with Brian about it. Apparently, there's maps for Pennsylvania for lakes that show you, like, where the rock piles are that they've dropped and everything. I had never knew that existed. Um, yeah, me so neither. I got to check that out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, I guess the state's giving up all the juice. Uh, so I I went out with the mindset of I didn't do any research, but I just pulled up Lake Master and started kind of looking. I'm like, it's fall. It's October. Temp should be dropping. I'll figure out when I got in the water. But I'm going to start on main lake points because fall time, fish start grouping yeah. up, getting you know getting together. That's at least, at least a starting point. And uh, – Started graphing and noticed how there's gizzards in the lake, but there's also alewives and how there was I found I found giant groups of gizzard shad and alewives offshore with bass under them. Couldn't get them to sniff anything. So I graphed for probably two, two and a half hours. Finding fish, but just was like it was, it non -responsive. was very extremely non responsive. Yeah. And so I, I probably I probably put in four or five miles doing that and got off the water. Uh, and Brian's uh, buddy Keith who knows the lake very well. Yeah. I ran into him. We kind of just started chit-chatting, didn't really you know, put things together that we somewhat knew each other. And he was like, yeah, he goes, uh, if you see gizzards out that deep, he goes, I mean, forget it. You're not going to get them. And I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense why, you know, maybe I, I don't just suck. <laughs> um, and uh, at that point, I was like, there's only a couple hours of fish practice time. I'm just going to go try something different. I was like, looking through Google Maps. I'm like, this creek's got a bunch of pads. Let's just go see if they're shallow. So yeah. I just put in the kayak, threw two rods in there, a frog rod and a flipping rod, went back to the pads, and it didn't click at the time until I thought about it today. But the window that I went back, it was raining all day until this window where the sun came out, and I started just flipping the pads and got two bites pretty quick. At that point, it was like 3, 3.30. Okay, I'm like, whatever. I'm going to go back and get rigged up ready for tomorrow. I just left after that, turned back around, went back to the truck, got ready for the day. And uh, I was like, oh, I'm just going to go wing it tomorrow. Like, I mean, what is there? What's there to lose? I'm right. just going to just go fish. So you I'm went from no bites out deep to two bites shallow pretty quick. quick and quick. you just said, going quick. shallow. This is quick. the deal. Yeah. And, and so I mentioned that the, the small window of sun to with flipping was because today there's zero sun. It was raining overcast all day long. Uh, and I just kind of was like, pads, you got to have a frog tied on, at least yeah. for a little bit. I, I, I hate fishing pads, by the way. 
I, <laughs> I can't stand it because you just get like roped under something, especially in the wind, because your wind get in the yeah. crotch of the pad, oh. And oh, yeah. the stems. Oh, yeah. oh it, it drives me tough. crazy. Oh. Yeah, it drives me nuts. Um, and so today I go, I launch, and there's probably ten people back in here, and you know, just because of the charity tournament, I was just kind of like, you know, this is fun. This is free spirit. I'm yeah. just gonna have fun with these guys and. Uh, I learned that there's this this Pennsylvania map with rock piles. When I start on what I thought I grafted and worked hard to find was this rock pile, and this guy goes, "You care if I share this rock pile?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure, whatever." And he's like, "Yeah, I saw this on the you know Pennsylvania map." I was like, <laughs> "Say say what now?" <laughs> <laughs> I felt like an idiot because I didn't even do my research. Um, quickly that disappeared, and uh, first cast in the pad was the frog. I was like, "Oh, that's cool." Like didn't think much of it, and then go back. You know, 15 minutes later. Catch another one on the frog, and it was it was a struggle until about probably nine thirty, ten o'clock. Caught my third keeper, and I looked behind me. Everyone from this creek was gone. I was the only one left. Everyone wow. deserted. And about eleven thirty, I was going down the edge of the pads. wasn't getting any bites anymore, so I decided I'm just going to push far back into like the, one of the most obvious pad flats where it was just you could you could get farther back in, and. For whatever reason, I left my 2D on still, and I noticed that it got deeper when I got 20 yards past. So I stopped. What kind of depth are you talking about? So I w- the edge of the pads is about three, four foot. I pushed about 20 yards into the pads, and it went down. It went uh, actually went up to about four and a half. So it went a little bit deeper. And so I stopped and started fan casting, and, and it was about this was about 10:30, and it was just almost every other cast. You were either seeing a wake around it, you were catching wow. them. Uh, so you found a lo- little depression. Or a, yeah. or a ditch or a depression, right. a deeper yeah. spot. Yeah. And it didn't like, I didn't put it together at the time because I'm just free floating, being a ditz, and just didn't seem like, oh, there's a lot more popping, like more bluegill popping around this area than the rest of the the rest of this creek. Yeah. And uh, literally stayed in about a 50, 100-yard stretch for the rest of the day and just smoked them. Wow. Bang, banged yeah. up, grouped up. Man, that's, that's pretty crazy. awesome. All well, on the frog. All every single what, one. What wow. like buzz toad or hollow belly or hollow what? Belly. Do you it was a spro bronzei and killer gill. The killer the gill. the popping frog or no, no. just your, just your regular regular In pads. Yeah. Just regular. Come one. on, Pete. It's not a Bass University question. <laughs> <laughs> Who throw a popping frog and then pads? I know pop frog. In those frog? pads? Well, no, I don't know about those pads. Well, I know where, well, where he's in those pads. What are oh, we talking about well, here? I'm Come on, people. Still alive. You're you're probably thinking like. Damn, Mike sent us to a really cool place, man. This place is awesome. <laughs> this place Every, is loaded. Everybody else is pissed them. off. <laughs> everybody <laughs> else wants to go back to Pacom. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I, I was like, this is nuts. Like, I was having so much fun and uh, didn't wasn't really even came from track of time. And I, next thing I know, it's 1 o'clock, and I'm like, damn, there's still nobody back here. And I finally get somebody that starts coming back through, and uh, he's like, he's like, uh, he's like, hey, you're having a good day. Oh, you can see what everybody's doing? Yeah, so so on, on the app, on there's the a, on an the app called Turny X where yeah. they, they shut standings off at a certain point, but like you can see how people are doing. And uh, he's like, "Oh, hey, you're having a good day." And I was like, "Yeah, it's pretty fun. Like I doubted a win. Like there's, there's giants I heard apparently in this lake, and just kind of going along." He goes, "Well, I don't have a fish." And I was like, "I was like, dude, come over here. Like they're freaking chewing." <laughs> and he's, I'm like, "Do you have a frog tied on?" And he goes, "No." And I'm like, "Well, do you have a frog rod? I'll give you a frog." Because now I'm like, well, do you want to take my rod? Like, dude, I get, like 20 minutes, you'll catch a, you'll catch a bass. <laughs> and the guy just he turns around. He goes, no, it's all good. He goes, good luck. I'm like, wow. <laughs> yeah. I would have took the frog and the rod. Yeah. <laughs> I would have took both. I was trying to like 
Just help the guy out. Yeah. I mean, I had 93 inches. I'm like, I'm satisfied with my day. I'm just going to keep going on. What was second? Uh, 82 or yeah. oh, 83, 83, 83. Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. It was like 10 inch difference. Yeah. Is, but the, is that a, is that unusual in a yes. kayak tournament to be yes. that far ahead? Yeah. 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 That, yeah. But the biggest, the other biggest difference and I interviewed those guys is even the guys that came in second, third, fourth, fifth, they literally had like four, five bites today. Total. Wow. That's typical. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's like, a big difference. I've been fishing knock since you went up there for the first time last spring. Yeah. I went right behind you. I've been there a number of times since. I never had a 30 you, bass day there. You probably called 30 I have, total. I have. I think yeah. I've got 30 total. Good yeah, I mean, I, I asked Keith and Mike afterwards. I was like, asking about buying a house down there. Oh, I was yeah. like, this place <laughs> is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what was your biggest fish of the day? So I had three that were, in, in kayak terms, they're 18 and three-quarter inches. Because it's it's by length, yeah, by length. Um, but each the three of them, one was probably three and a half, one was four, and one was probably four and a half. So they were like, but they wow. were all super super healthy fish. I was actually really impressed with the health of the fish in yeah. that lake. Yeah. But the one I one I caught that was about four and a half had to just like, you already had his fall blimp belly. He got it out, nice. full of gills. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Well, you said you lost a couple. Did they get wadded up in the pads or what happened? Uh, so the first probably two that I lost was just basically getting overexcited because I wasn't – it was kind of slow at first, and I just set the hook way too early. Yeah. Um, but two I lost, yeah, were like just setting the hook and just can't wrench them out. They're Anything that would have helped you? I, I couldn't really see them, so I, I can't say. Not really one to be like, oh, totally, it was a giant five, you know. Yeah. But, I mean, maybe. Yeah. Who knows? I, I can tell you this, though. That I know I mentioned it earlier in the show, but there is something to that just going fishing. Right, you, you know, like free, uh, like when Bailey, when we talked at the tournament, you know, I I saw it right then from when you were talking. You were like, man, I just got those two bites of practice, and I just went out, you know, and just fishing the moment, and just having fun and fishing free, dude. That's that's key, Pete, and that's that and that's you know, you you did yeah. that excellent today, and that's I think you have to do that in order know? to win. I think you got to fish yeah. free, yeah. You you did that just naturally from lack, and you, and it begs the question: Do you know? Do we over practice? Do you over practice, or do you over analyze yeah. an area that you find in practice? Yeah. Right, like you know, you catching those two and just getting the hell out of there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That might have been key it, to the it's win. It's so weird because know? like it down on the Chesapeake, I remember talking to you before before the tournament started, and yeah. I said, I said, I'm my my main thing is I'm trying to forget. Yeah. I'm trying to forget right. everything, right? Yeah. So that I can fish for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's so hard. It's e it's it's easy to say, incredibly hard to do. Yeah, yeah. I think that's one cool thing going back to the full time gig is being able to spend time with guys that fish at the highest level. Yeah, being able to spend time behind the scenes, whether it's media junkets or being able to call them up on the phone and getting that one on one time, being able to you know selfishly pick their brain yeah. from a fishing standpoint. Yeah. And one of the – I think the best piece of advice mentally I got was after Seth Fighter won his AOI, I was on the phone with him because I had to write his, his piece for that. And what he said is he goes, in practice, I never want to figure it out. I want a couple clues, and that's it. Right. Because that can steer me in the direction of what's happening for the tournament, and that's kind of stuck with me today. Yeah. Was figure out a couple things, whether it's area or what Bait. they might be starting to relate to, yeah, and then pattern. look at your yeah. – your conditions coming up in the next couple of days and kind of make a guess in it yeah and just fish 
Wow. That's awesome. That's, that's, that's awesome. great advice. Dude, that's, yeah. a, that's, a, gr- that's a great tip. If this was a Bash yeah. University, we, yeah. would, we would mark that mark right it. there. <laughs> mark it. We would tell Jake to mark it yep. to be able to, for people to go back. Uh, it's so cool, man. Uh, again, congrats, Bill. That was, a, that was a great win. R- really, r- honestly, super impressive to come up here and figure that out like that. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was pretty awesome. Uh, but, Brian, I know we've got a amazing guest lined yes, up. Yes, we, we're going to get back to more Bailey. Yeah. But we got to trans, trans, uh, transpose to our next guest. <laughs> transpose. Trans? Okay. So trans- let's, <laughs> what, you want to do this? You want to take a break? And then we'll come uh, back. Okay. Uh-huh. So let's do this. If you're watching right now, thank you for watching the brand new iGlive tonight. Hang in there. When we come back, Pete, this is some meat of the show tonight. Meat. We've got Jason Fisher joining us, the tournament director for this walleye cheating scandal thing that went down. We're going to find out the real scoop. Uh, it's going to be exciting. Very I want to know myself. Oh, my gosh. Yes, I'm very excited. So yes. hang imagine. in there with us. Yeah. When we come back, more Ike Live. You know, right now where we're standing, we're in Camden, New Jersey. Yeah. Philadelphia is right there. This is the concrete jungle. And, you know, a lot of those kids, as they grow up, they don't fish. It's interesting because they're surrounded by water. You know, the, the Delaware River, the Schuylkill, ponds, city park lakes. But they don't have the influence to, to, to cast, to fish, to have a rod and reel. And that really, that became our focus, you know, is to target kids in what we call non-traditional areas, you know, urban areas, city centers, where the population's high. And and let these kids have an experience, you know, and it's amazing. I mean, some of the experiences we've had, whether it's Central Park in New York City, here in Camden, other parts of the country, even just casting. Yeah. It's unbelievable to see it, isn't it? Yes. It's unbelievable. Yes. And, and, uh, you know, you see these kids have this experience they've never had, and they light up, you know? The big thing, I think, for the Ike Foundation is we're not, we're not saying we want all these kids to become professional anglers. No. It'd be great if some of them did, but we want them to have that fishing experience because it ties them to so, mu- so many other positive things. The outdoors, nature, conservation, Conservation. uh, ecology, um, you know, all these amazing things in life that maybe they wouldn't have been exposed to any other way, we're trying to help with that. So it's it's important, it's important for us. We're proud of it. Four and a half inch drop shot worm, Bama bug. Finesse jig, PB&J, give me something hard. Hey, KVD here. Now, I didn't always know this much about fishing. Three-aught, no, four-aught EWG worm hook. In fact, there was a time when I couldn't tell the difference between a jerk bait and a stick bait. But then I signed up for Mystery Tackle Box, the original monthly tackle subscription. And now I know more about fishing than I do about calculus. And he knows a lot about calculus. Plus, I get amazing extras, like free fishing magazines. October 2016, featured article, Four Places to Throw a Frog. Exclusive decals, <coughs> zombie bass. And how-to videos for all the great baits I receive. How to tune a crankbait. Is that underwater footage I smell? I got goosebumps. So if you're looking to develop enhanced fishing abilities like me, 
or you just like getting new tackle every month. Go to mysterytacklebox.com and get your box today. Live minnows. Is it lunchtime already? Nature's candy. At Founders Brewing, we asked ourselves, what if we brewed a beer perfect for any occasion? A beer that makes a weekday feel more like the weekend. And the weekend feel more like an adventure. What if we brewed a beer that brought us together and allowed us to be ourselves? A beer that is just as much of a companion as it is a reward at the end of the journey. What if we explored the unknown together and found a new way? What if we celebrated taste and flavor and life's simple pleasures? And what if we brewed a beer that could go where you go without slowing you down? What if? Founders All Day IPA. Low ABV and full flavor that goes where you go. Chase your what if. All right, Brian. Um, Torquedo today. We've got the Ike Live Tiny Boat out. I want to tell you, this is not just for electric-only reservoirs. It's for other things as well. Today is a great example. Where are we? What are we going to take this thing through today? The Upper Susquehanna. Upper Susquehanna River. That's right. Current, rock, Lots nasty bottom. Yep and we're gonna use Torquedo. Everybody else running jet drives. We've got the rock guard on the Torquedo. We're going to some small spots. Yeah. Get in there, we're gonna make it happen. There you go. Let's go. Shallow water, Beep. speed, strength, power. Come on, let's Consistency. go. Consistency.